It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome. I am so glad to be here with you today. Uh, really great to uh, have everyone uh, around the world that writes in and sends us thoughts and ideas. And uh, today on the show, if you'd like to uh, send us an email, it's jeff at voltageleadership.com. If you want to call during the radio show, uh, it is 1-866-472-5788, and we can take your question on the air. Today, we're blessed and lucky to have with us today Tiffany Quivers. Tiffany and I uh, go way back to working together in Capital One Days. Um, and Tiffany is an experienced uh, facilitator, trainer, writer, thought leader, and uh, just all-around amazing person. Uh, so, Tiffany, how are you today? I'm well, Jeff. Very excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> Tiffany, sorry for a little challenges here getting uh, connected that something was happening on my microphone. So, sorry to start a okay. minute late. but uh, No worries. You know. No, well, I just, you know, we go way back, so I had to throw you for a little curveball, you know, and, you know, kind of like we're back family. when we had We're family, we're family, it's all good. It was like training the back of Capital One days, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we, we had two hours to do something, and now someone comes in and says, you have 27 minutes, but That's get all right. the content covered, right? That's exactly right, and we made it happen. Well, and Tiffany, you know, um, she's, she's fantastic. She graduate undergrad from Hampton, has a master's in, is it education uh, from right. Harvard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, well-trained, uh, great thought leader, and, uh, you know, Tiffany's just glad that we're being able to reconnect over the last couple of months, mm-hmm. getting ready for the show. Absolutely, Jeff. I'm very, again, I'm excited. What I know about feedback and development, I uh, first learned those lessons from you, and they've stayed with me all these years. So, just really excited to um, give folks the opportunity to learn and think differently about this really important, uh, do I say responsibility, leadership responsibility that we don't always get right or figure out how to implement into our day-to-day lives. Oh, I think that's a great uh, opening segue there, uh, Tiffany. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those um, in this over-caffeinated world of yeah. get more results quicker, quicker, quicker. You know, we get so focused on the task that Absolutely. at times we lose track of like feedback and development. You know, I'm just curious. You know, you work with clients uh, both mm-hmm. in the U.S. and internationally. You know, sort of what do you see as as the trends around feedback and development uh, as you're working with your clients? Yeah, you know, what's really scary, and it's, it's what made me reach out to you, Jeff, is honestly, I see that it's missing. Um, I'm not kidding. I, I dare say <laughs> four out of five clients, I almost want to say five out of five clients, are not giving consistent and regular feedback. I find it's often happening only during performance evaluations. Um, I feel like there are conversations that are being had, but not directly with the individuals that need to hear it. And I think you make a really good point. We are so focused on results and doing that we've forgotten um, that we get the better result, right? We get the better result if we take the time and build the practices to give meaningful feedback as a regular daily practice and as a part of our culture. Um, So so I just feel like enough people, I I think it's it's that topic around it's not an absence of knowing, it's an absence of doing. I think we know feedback is important, but again, we prioritize the doing over the making space for feedback, I guess I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a little bit more. Yeah. I, I wrote that down. You know, I think that um, I, it's one I use often with my folks. Um, it, a lot of times I use it a little bit more around some work-life balance, but you know, we're mm-hmm. human beings, not yeah, human that's right. doers. 
That's you right. know, and, and uh, another uh, word I, or conversation I have a lot with my clients is that, you know, um, in relationship, there's possibilities. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. often we're just so focused on task. And to your point, um, I was leading a group last week and we were covering the book called Anatomy of Peace. And mm-hmm. a lot of that revolves around Instead of going and having a conversation, <clears throat> let's say I'm upset with, uh, you know, someone, we'll just call him Bill. I'm upset yeah. with Bill. Instead of going to Bill, I go to, to you, Tiffany. That's right. And I kind of, rec- it's called recruiting allies. It's like That's I right. try to tell my version of the story. Yeah, yeah. And I spend all this emotional energy <laughs> trying to prop up this story instead of just going directly and having a conversation with Bill around feedback that I've got mm-hmm. that often is not significant. It, right. It's often like... <laughs> Boy, it felt like you kind of walked over me in a meeting, or it felt like, you know, That's right. uh, That's that, right. that meeting could have gone a little more efficiently, but instead we go and have these conversations with everybody <laughs> but the person we need to. So That's exactly right. I love that yeah. you said um, recruiting allies. So uh, you remember at Capital One, we used to say triangulate, I think. So I have an issue with Jeff, but I take it to Diane right. instead. Yeah, so, and we haven't actually taken it to the source. And I also very much appreciate you saying it's these small things, but then those small things begin to create this culture that lacks openness and lacks honesty and lacks respect, which then I think prevents us from the performance piece. Can you speak a little more, too, to this notion of relationships and possibilities, Jeff, and how we do that, um, how we think about doing that in our uh, organizations? Yeah, you know, so um, what I'm struck by is um, I'll I give you a tangible example of someone that I've been coaching that is fantastic at task. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, CEO potential of large mm-hmm. organizations. I mean, big time, stuff that you read about in the Wall Street Journal Daily, right? And um, everyone loves the responsibilities that he's got mm-hmm. and, and, the t- and the ability to drive towards the results. But here's the deal. No one wants to work with them a second time mm. because it's all task. It's focus, yeah. focus, focus, and he's not one to hog the credit. It's just mm-hmm. no one knows him. Yeah. You know? And the funny part is this guy's fantastic. He's got a great family. He's mm-hmm. got funny stories to share when I talk to him, and I go watch him in a staff meeting, and it's like, here's the, you know, you and I are starting at 1 o'clock. Here's the 1 o'clock meeting. We're going to go to 159. It's task after task after task. Right. Yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> what happens is that it doesn't leave him very open to feedback, and people don't really know if they can trust is kind of the word I want to use here mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. here's what we're seeing. We might be a little off track because yeah. he might bark at you that we're, yeah. we're behind. And so it's as simple as, I call this the 58-minute rule, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And basically it's instead of writing one more email, I had, I had him go to the meetings two minutes early mm-hmm. and just spend a couple minutes just getting to Absolutely. know people. Ask him about the weekend, you know, yep. uh, wh- wh- what did you see, what did you do, mm-hmm. what did you enjoy? He thought it was the dumbest thing, except <laughs> that about three, four weeks later, he got feedback on a 360, and people were like, Chris has, like, uh, remarkably changed, mm-hmm. and that he is, you know, this really great leader now, and that he seems to know me. He gets me. Absolutely. In a little too much chunks. So that's what I mean by, you know, there's, there's possibility in a relationship yeah. where... People just weren't willing to connect with them or really reach out to, to them. So that, that's yeah. what I meant by that. Yeah. I, I like it. It makes me, um, Linda Hill from um, Harvard Business School says that, you know, our job as leaders is to inspire and influence others to produce great work, right? And mm. she says what you just said, which is the root of influence is trust. 
and we get that trust through relationships. People want to know if they can trust our character and trust our competence. So I think when we are naturally inclined towards results and not relationships, we do miss that part. So am I able to influence others to produce great or inspire? I even like that word inspire. Am I able to inspire others to produce good work? And as leaders, how do we make the space, particularly if you are more naturally inclined to results, right? So I'm more inclined to the relationship side and may miss on the results. So we need the balance of both, but I do think we have to be self-aware enough to know when we're sort of working against ourselves in that way. Tiffany, you you connected to the relationship? Come on. This person knows everybody in the world. So, you know, I totally you get know, that. You know, Jeff, one of the pieces of feedback you gave me back, back way back in the day was to maintain perspective because I thought everybody that worked for me was awesome. And you were like, let's maintain a little perspective. Everybody has room to grow, <laughs> Tiffany. So, yes. <laughs> still there. Still there. Well, we got a, a short side of two minutes till break, about a one mm-hmm. minute actually. Why don't we just, what, what's your definition of development, uh, Tiffany? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll start, we've got about one minute here, and then I'll, I'll pick it up after the break. I like it. So I think development is creating the conditions where I tap into the best of people, bringing out the very thing that they haven't seen. I want to develop that and bring it out. That's my definition. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, one that we use a good bit on the show comes from Tim Galway, um, mm-hmm. and it is uh, performance equals potential minus interference. Oh, so, nice. And so what we really try to work on is mm. how do we find your strengths? Let's yeah. use them more effectively. Yeah. And then what's that interference, whether it's arrogance or time mm-hmm. management or inability to deliver tough feedback? What is that thing? You're probably not going to get great at it, but mm-hmm. how do we make sure it's not a derailer that keeps you from your potential? That's right. And let's go back and let's make sure that we uh, really work on your strengths. Yeah. So, Tiffany, we, we are right at break, so let's, uh, let's take our first break here. We'll come back in two minutes and pick up this conversation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. 
To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. We are having a conversation today with Tiffany Quivers, who is an expert in um, leading and developing leaders around the world. Um, she's a sought-after facilitator, speaker, and all, all above all that, she's a great friend, too. So, mm-hmm. Tiffany, thanks for being here on the show. You got it, Jeff. Thank you. So, let's talk a little bit more about this development, right? So, mm-hmm. we just kind of started it. We worked a little bit on definition. Um, you know, why do you think development is so critical in today's workplace, Tiffany? Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, I just read this recent piece on um, how leadership is shifting and the trends in leadership. And one of the things that they say is that we have to democratize leadership. And we're calling for a sort of a collective um, idea or thinking about leadership where there's not this top-down approach, but that it really is about a sort of communal, if you will, or a communal way of thinking about leadership. So I think it's important that we as leaders begin to develop the folks around us. They say the problems are too complex today and that we need that sort of collective brain power, right? So I have to constantly be thinking about as a leader how I develop other leaders that develop other leaders. I just truly believe, again, this complexity of the problems that we're facing in our society today require a space where we're bringing out our best. And I love your definition of potential minus interference. So what within my team, within my organization might be interfering uh, from tapping into the best of the people around me? That really excites me. And I want to say one more thing. I, I want to steal that and use it as a frame for, develop, for feedback conversations because then I can say, how am I interfering, right? How might I be helping or hindering this individual's development? But again, I do think development is so very important because we've got to move to um, democratize leadership and really think about each and every individual on our team as uh, leaders as we get to this sort of collective brain power to address the complexity and the problems we face today. Does that I answer that? Yeah. So, you know, give uh, Tim Galway credit. Yeah, Originally Tim Galway, you got it. I will. In, in a game of tennis, believe it of mm. all things. Uh, he was a tennis instructor and, and really learned that way and then made, made his way into business from there. Um, mm. So, you know, what, what I'm curious about, let's, uh, let's explore this democratization just uh, a little mm-hmm. bit more, Tiffany. We didn't really talk about this in the prep, but, you know, yeah. you're really striking a chord that, that I agree with. It, I think it comes from this um, knowledge-based economy, you know, where our workers yeah, that's are, right. that's right. you know, the, the knowledge is spread out now around the world. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we like to be a little hard on our millennials and things like that. And, yeah. you know, they're like, you know, what, what are they doing on social media? You know, I've got Diane, who you've met. Um, mm-hmm. She's 23 years old, and she finds answers from around right, the world. That's right, so, that's so right. She's not tinkering on social media. <laughs> she, she's got a friend from undergrad or a research project she did that is working in China, and she's going to reach out. Absolutely. Now, if I was sort of old school, I might walk by and say, what is she doing on social media? Mm-hmm. I, I understand much better that the key information may not be in our organization, and yep. it certainly might not be at the vice president level. It might be three layers down with a developer over right. in a shop that I don't even know the person's name. That's right. And so how do we make sure that, you know, in this de- democratization mm-hmm. that you're talking about, how mm-hmm. do we make sure that we're, you know, finding the best answers and getting the right people to be sharing things with us? Yeah. So there's a great line. Ella Baker was a great civil rights leader, and she said the solutions lie with the people. That we just have to shine the light and people will find the way. And I think to your point, we have to uh, really question our own assumptions 
about what work looks like and what uh, leadership looks like. I'm telling you, I am down with the millennials. Like, people can say whatever they want. <laughs> I get my best ideas from them. Um, they push my thinking. So I also, it's this huge openness. It's being open and just questioning any assumptions or, or ideas that I have as an old head and not being willing to tap into and think about this different way of being. Again, I'm going to go back to your thing about potential minus interference. What's interfering with me tapping into the goodness of everyone on my team? So how do I shift my mindset and really begin to see them as resources that help us begin to problem solve, like you said, in really meaningful ways? I lead a webinar, Jeff, and it's 200 people from around the world, and the solutions that come on that call always, you know, um, uh, I, I get more. This is what I'll say. I'm teaching, of course, but I get more from the folks on that call than I think they get from me. And it's that very reason, as Ella Baker says, I, I shine light and the solutions lie with the people and we pull those out. So I think it's just shifting our mindset. I feel like I talked in circles there, but I hope there was some, uh, some nuggets <laughs> well, in there. No, no. And, and uh, uh, folks who don't know Tiffany, she's very humble. And so I know that they get plenty of value from being on a call. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. You know, quite honestly, yeah. one of the things I enjoy about the show and facilitating coaching is that, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a team I lead. I've got an organization I lead. It, I have to practice these things, too. That's and so right. whenever we're having these yeah, conversations, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, it, it is a challenge. Um, yeah. Maybe let's go over a little bit to some of the best practices you're seeing in development. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, so I know that five out of five organizations aren't really doing it, but just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we're joking a little I'm bit. Sure but that's I, too harsh. I'm not sure if that's too harsh. I'm feeling really pessimistic about it today. I don't think so, though, honestly. Well, you know, I think that it's um, – I, what I feel better about, Tiffany, is that we've rolled out of the 2008 kind of crisis. Mm. And I'm starting to see mm. that retention's starting to matter a little bit more. Yeah, You're starting to yeah. see some sign-on bonuses. And I'm starting to get the questions again that I used to get in yeah. sort of 2005 mm. through seven yeah, of yeah. like, how, how can we be better? Yeah. And, and, and then for a little while, it was just like, you know, we'll say 10, 12, 13. It was, well, they're just lucky to have a job. Mm-hmm. So That's we're, right. So That's we're exactly merging. Right. But, you know, what are you seeing as sort of some of these best mm-hmm. practices in development um, so that we can share, you know, start now and then we'll kind of continue in the next segment. But, you know, what are some of the practices, yeah. best practices you're seeing with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually going to go back to um, a best practice that you taught me. Um, so, Jeff, you, I'll tell the entire story. Keep it, keep it concise, though. So you sure. would continually tell me this idea of, like, really stepping up and taking initiative. You said once to me, don't sit on the back of the bus. You know, act like a, this sounds harsh, but it was really real. Like, sort of grow up in the organization, right? Take the, you know what you were saying to me, um, the language that we use today is take up the space that's yours. Like, lean in with your strengths and your talents and your ideas. And I just really, I continue to struggle with that today, by the way, but I always hear your voice saying that. <laughs> um, you kept telling me that. But then, then like a, a true uh, mother eagle, if you will, you push me out the nest. You say, you know, we, can, we have an opportunity to teach in South Africa or you can go to England and then you send me to England, right? And this is what I want to link this back to a good development. We know that, uh, what do they say, 70% of leadership should be in the doing, 20% is coaching and 10% is in the teaching. So now you've put me in this role, right, where 70% again of the development comes in the doing. So now I'm in England. I'm helping to pull up another group of trainers, right? So I'm having to influence. I'm having to think about how I do this work. So I am forced to sort of drive the bus because it's my project that I'm running. So I always say the very best development practice is one that allows leaders to do, right? That's when I feel it. That's when I feel anxious or nervous or awkward or have to think about how I influence um, this particular people or how do I set a strategy and how do I bring them along with me? So I just think that. I think that's the best practice. Uh, And organizations that do that well to me, I do a webinar, that's that 10%, but then the other 70% is they've created projects to help these people practice this part. And then there's also 20% of the coaching which comes from a manager or senior leader within the organization. 
Do you remember yeah. that, Jeff? Do you remember that you uh, pushed me out the nest <laughs> and I do out of the country, it. much to my mother's dismay, out of the country? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm not allowed in Charles City County. Okay, That's I'm in right, trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Better take a different way if I need you to. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Lil will look for you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and what's interesting about that, uh, Tiffany, it was, um, and I think it's important about leaders, so I'm not overly speaking about myself, but I think mm. I'm speaking about leaders today. Um, you know, I saw things that you could yes, see. Yes, yes. Right? I could see when you were mm-hmm. at your best what you're capable of and how yeah. others would follow you and they were ready to be led by you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also an element in the development part of this conversation is that you as a leader have to take a moment to to really look at the gifts of the people that are working mm-hmm. with you. That's right. You know, and so it goes all the way back to the start of the show where it's like we're so busy on tasks that we've yeah. forgotten to, yeah. to really look and say, you know, what's this person doing right? Yeah. Well, when they're at their best, what are they doing? Yeah. So I think one of the, the critical things you can do as a leader around development is just asking that question. Instead of trying to get so hung up, especially with internal mm. people, like we think the people from outside are so sexy when they come in an interview and they seem so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I really would, would encourage you to, as leaders to say, let me look at some of my best people yeah. and what do they do right? Yeah. Don't get so hung up on well, I wish they, you know, had a little more executive presence, or I wish yeah. that, you know, they they would uh, just say this with a little different tone. Mm. That's stuff that can be taught and developed. Yeah. But what are they doing right? Yeah. And then, how do we close that gap so they can reach that full potential? So I think it's taking the time to have an honest assessment. Mm-hmm. And this last thing, you know, Tiffany, part of it was that, you know, you and I had conversations. So mm-hmm. I knew what your dreams and aspirations were. That's right. Sure, we were busy. I probably could have done it, you know, three more times a year. But yeah. I know that we did it on a pretty quarterly kind of basis. Yeah. And so I think part of it is just taking the time to really know the folks that work with you mm-hmm. and understand their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. That doesn't mean it always works out perfectly, that you can, you know, give an assignment to England or something like that. Right, right. But you should be curious and know what that person yeah. wants to do. You know what it makes me, it goes back to your, um, the relationships and the possibilities and the relationship. Because if we are in relationship, then I do know you. I know I'm checking you out for your gifts. I'm, check, I'm wondering what your aspirations are, right? So then that leads to these possibilities of things that I might not see if we didn't have the relationship. I really like that, Jeff. And I will tell you, back in that day, I felt that. That's why if we talk about the conditions to be able to give feedback, I feel like that's one, which is I always felt like you had my best interest in mind or you were, exactly as you said it, you saw something in me that I didn't see and you were simply working with me to get that thing out, you know? So I, if we can create cultures around that where, we, where people believe that people have your best interests in mind and we're simply trying to bring out the best in each other, then you can't be stopped, right? We have a collective purpose that we're all after and we're becoming the best people in service to that purpose and in many ways in service to each other. Again, relationships, what did you say, equals possibilities or relationships leads to possibilities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I think what's critical for this is... Um, you know, I, I think the development, too, uh, I can already hear some people probably, they're not typing in, I don't see any emails mm-hmm. coming in, but I can, I can hear it in their conversation or while they're listening on a run or something like that. Of, yeah. yeah, but Jeff, we don't have the money, mm-hmm. you know, or we don't have this. But look, you know, the, the, the development that you and I worked on and you're working on with your clients mm-hmm. is a lot of times around conversation. And yep. it's about what you said, 70% of it's doing the current job, mm-hmm. but doing it more effectively. That's and so. Right. You know, time is money, but too often what's happening is we're just not given the time. And That's so right. for, for leaders out there, you know, I, I hear you about money, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't need to be a, a training program. It doesn't need to be a coach. No. It can just start with just good conversations between your, your people and your team, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think yeah. we're probably um, running short on time, but I can't even talk about how we did that. And I ran an early literacy preschool in the basement of a church. And even in that, I could find spaces, right, to give people opportunities to stretch and grow. Uh, let's lead with that after our yeah. break because we're about 30 seconds from break. So let's, let's do that, Tiffany. Yeah. So for the folks yeah. that are listening, again, if you want to uh, send me an email, it's Jeff at Voltage Leadership. Uh, on the commercial break, they'll give you the phone number to call in. In the meantime, we will pick up this conversation with Tiffany after the break. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Aliens with Gas, we are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, airing every Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. 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 All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. Glad that you could be with us. Uh, Tiffany and I are having a conversation around um, development and feedback and so, Tiffany, right before the break, you said you had a story of, around development uh, from yeah. earlier in your career. So why, why don't you share that, and then we'll drift our way into some feedback. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I share this story because, to your point, Jeff, people always say I don't have the time or money to develop people. And I, and I think that's uh, 
it, it can be true, but it's also solutions around that. That's what I'll say. So I'll offer a solution around that. So we were in the basement, uh, renting the basement of a church to start an early literacy preschool here in Southwest D.C. Uh, and one of the things, I had all these teachers, and to your point, uh, I was able to see the gifts in them and wanted to stretch them in different ways. And I knew, my, I knew the teachers. I knew, um, like you said, their dreams and aspirations, where their strengths lie. And I would use that, again, this notion of democratizing leadership. I would leverage each strength in service to the team, right? And I'll take a little sidetrack, and then I'll come back quickly. But uh, Hackman says that too often we have groups of individuals that we call teams, right? You have a team when there is a compelling purpose that compels me out of myself into this collective thing. And we were about children in low-income communities will read, right? They're going to have excellent reading skills, inter-school ready uh, to read or already reading. So in service to that purpose, I would find out the gifts and strengths of each person and where that gap was in their development. So I have a teacher, let's call her Jane, and her class runs so well, particularly around small group activity with the children. So I would have her during our team meeting run that, and she would be scared to death and uncertain, but teaching her how to transfer what she does in one classroom to influence all of us on the team. So I say look for those places where you can leverage your individual team members to actually drive the growth of the entire team, if you will. So that doesn't require more time or resources. I would use a team meeting to do it. If we had a retreat, I would pull one in. And those examples would look different for each team member, but I would, again, look for the spaces where we needed help as a collective and then plug in the person's strengths to that particular area. Yeah. And it's just so good, Tiffany. And um, we way overinvest on people's mm. um, developmental, like, you know, what they call developmental or weaknesses or opportunities. Mm-hmm. Important. But let's Absolutely. keep it in perspective. You know, Tiffany, you and I know each other well enough to know that neither one of us will set the world <laughs> on fire on our organizational <laughs> skills. But, but that's okay, right? That's right. That's, that's why right. we have someone like Diane or that's A-Rod right. who does our sound mm-hmm. engineering behind us. Like, they keep us in track, right? Absolutely. But if you need ideas and mm-hmm. you need best practices and someone that's not afraid of getting up in an audience and inspiring, motivating, that's hey, right. ding, 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 we're in, right? That's right. Absolutely. And so I, I'd want our leaders on the phone, uh, excuse me, on the, on the radio, to be able to, to understand, like, Yes, the focus is often on our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And in today's world of knowledge workers, we should be much more focused on their strengths. Absolutely right. Finding what they do really well and then trying to find a way to sort of minimize the, their development mm-hmm. opportunities. So to do that, the first step is you have to, you have to be willing to both receive feedback and yeah. to give some feedback, right? Absolutely. Uh, uh, um, this is a title of a book that I'm going to write someday. Um, someday may not come in this lifetime, but it will happen uh, <laughs> in some lifetime. But uh, feedback is a gift, just yeah. not one easily received. And yeah. if you think about that, Tiffany, even like when we get compliments, we often blush. Or mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. over somebody that's given us a compliment. Or we can't even let them finish before we say, oh, my gosh, and you're so good at that, too. Right. So even, right. even when it's great, yeah. now when it's not so great, Jeff Smith's problem is that he gets defensive mm-hmm. and so I, I'm often like yeah but you didn't know the situation exactly. and That's right. I'm not listening particularly well and I'm defensive and mm-hmm. it, in two days I figure out oh that was the message absolutely and so you know as you're working with your leaders mm-hmm. what, what do you do to try to help them both 
give better feedback as well as receive feedback. Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I'm trying to decide if I, if I go with where you are with it, like our response to feedback. I'll, I'll start with giving feedback. This is what I believe, and this is what I learned from you and the folks at Capital One way back in the day, is that there has to be some intentionality. To me, feedback is like eating healthy and exercising. Again, we know it, but we don't do it. So right. we have to be really intentional in our culture to create the space to force us to do it, right? Um, and I think there is a connection between giving feedback and how our, uh, as leaders, our relationship with conflict, so I know I can avoid it. But in service to my values and service to our larger calling, I'm going to do it. So if you remember back to our 1010s or whether you call them one-on-ones, we force the conversation to say, how am I helping or hindering your performance? Um, and that person gives the same. So if I'm the leader and it's a person reporting to me, they're also telling me as their leader how I might I be helping or hindering their performance, and I'm going to give them the same feedback. So we begin to create um, a culture, right, where it's expected. And I think we have to, we can easily do a team reset. I also think we should do that at the onset, though. That's the giving part. Again, being very intentional, because if not, people are so uncomfortable with it. Either they think this person will be mad at me, or they think I'm reading the situation wrong, or, um, I, or this is going to upset this person, and they might cry. We have all these stories and baggage, honestly, about giving feedback that it prevents us. But if, again, we're intentional about it, then I have to get in there and have the conversation, be a little nervous. But the more we do it, the more open and honest and respectful, then we create the space for it. So that's on the giving piece, being super intentional about building cultural practices that do that. And then the second piece on the receiving, I, I, you know, have you read The um, Power, Power of Habit, Jeff? I'm obsessed with this book. Sure. Yeah, and he talks about 40% yeah. of what we do is on habit. Go ahead. Have you read it? Yeah, yeah, Charles Duhigg, uh, you know, it's, it, I'm looking at the, the yellow book right there on my bookshelf right over there. I, I, I absolutely yes. read it and, and uh, you know, understand why I, I craved, you know, he liked chocolate chip cookies about 3 o'clock. Mine was yes, more exactly. uh, peanut <laughs> M&M's uh, about 3 o'clock. You know, I didn't realize it was really I wanted to go talk to Tiffany or Rob Keeling exactly. or, you know, Sidney Garber. You know, it was, yes, for me it was about the conversation, not the, the M&M's, you know. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So I think that same thing happens with um, when we get feedback. So there's an automatic thought pattern. If we're self-aware like you, like, oh, I'm getting defensive. Like, I know this is my, the little woman in my head saying this person doesn't know anything. then I can shut that down. So once I'm aware of it, right, and once I'm aware of it, then I can shut it down and, as you say, get curious. So that's my goal now, to really listen to understand, not listen to prove this person wrong that's giving me feedback, but I'm going to choose to listen to understand and be curious. If it's sort of heated and I feel, uh, I know I'll get hot, you like my chest, and it'll go on up. If I feel it, then I will, as you say, come back in a day or two for clarity. But I always immediately, in my brain, I'll say quiet on the set, which is everybody quiet and let me listen to understand. Um, And then I'll say, let's really get curious about this thing. So that's what I think. One, giving, receive, uh, giving feedback, being really intentional, and then receiving feedback. Be aware of your sort of thought patterns and habits around that and notice what you notice about the conversation going on in your head during that time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany, really good stuff. Uh, Mark Greenwald is going to be on the show here in about a month. He's um, mm-hmm. a physician leader. Um, he's a physician by trade and trains physicians. He's got this model that really relates to what you're saying. It's called, I plan, then I act. And so mm-hmm. it's the I plan is you make a plan. You understand the who, what, why, when, and how of what, yeah. what the situation is like. You know, and, and even it's just assessing, like, is today a good day or not, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's important. Then the I act is, I is inquire, invite. You know, mm. this, is, this is about receiving feedback. Ask, Absolutely. take courage. That's right. right. A is attend. Listen beyond the words. Mm-hmm. Like, really mind for gems. And you, you can know, you can watch when someone's maybe not giving you. Jennifer, uh, on my team, Jennifer Owen Aquil. She, she's got a great saying. She's like, and she knows that I sometimes hold back. You know, I'm mm-hmm. too nice. Mm-hmm. So I have a tendency to hold back. She'll just look at me and say, Jeff, what's the last 10%? Yeah. And it's, 
it's not always that there's 10 more mm. percent, but there, there are times where there is 10 percent that Absolutely. if I was really being honest, I'd say that last 10 percent. Yeah. And so that's, that's a 10. C is clarify. You know, first understand. Seek first to understand. You just said mm-hmm. it. And then it's don't kill the messenger, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you ask for the clarity. And that's then finally right. is, is T. So in the I act, the last one is thank. You can appreciate the, gist, the gesture of their mm-hmm. feedback yeah. without agreeing to it. Right? That's right. And that's, that's right. That's what I often tell people is mm-hmm. that as they're get going, getting ready to go into whether uh, it's a performance review. I, you know, I was just with a guy last week whose CEO and his board had done this review, and they really didn't know him great. And I just tried to remember, you know, we'll call him Chris as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just saying, Chris, look, this is just one part of your life. Yeah. You're also a great dad and a husband and a community leader and, you know, you teach yoga and you do, like, mm-hmm. these three other things, right? So let's try to remember that they're giving you feedback on how they view That's certain right. ways you lead an organization. But that doesn't mean they, they're getting to judge you on being a dad, a mm-hmm. husband, all these other things. But we somehow drag all that other baggage oh, totally. in, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the more we can just connect our worth with the work, right? Um, um, yeah, just, just connecting that worth and work um, can make such a difference. This is, and again, I am, it's, it's being objective. This is not about Tiffany. Personally, these are some things that I'm doing that I need to shift or change. I always think about sports too, Jeff. I'm like, you wouldn't have a basketball team, right? Golden State uh, would not be not giving feedback, right? They wouldn't, I mean, how do you improve your game or how do you uh, win the game if you're not having that level of feedback? Because somebody, know, we all have that blind spot. You notice some things about me, Jeff, that I won't see about myself, and I look to you to do that. The other thing I will say is that senior leaders, the higher you go up, they say the less likely you are to receive feedback unless you're asking for it. So if I'm leading a team and I want to set a culture of giving feedback, or uh, yeah, giving and receiving feedback, then I have to be the first one to say, please tell me, give me, you know, and maybe that's a survey monkey to start, and then I ask for clarity, and then we move to a place of one-on-one when we're looking each other eye-to-eye and really having those um, real conversations about the work. Uh, Great thoughts around the sports. You know, it's fine for there to be coaches in sports and uh, constantly giving feedback and looking at plays and running practice. Yeah. But heaven forbid in the workplace that we'd actually <laughs> practice a conversation and be open to feedback about how you performed. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but, God forbid you watch a webinar I did and say you did this, you talked too fast here, you said um five times. Like, that's really good stuff, you know? So when I can let my ego die down, I'm like, I just learned a new thing about how I can up my game a little bit. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. A- and... You know, what, what happens to us often, Tiffany, is that it also takes a little bit of time. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. so, so we also just kind of move on to the next thing. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And so I think it's, uh, you know, one of the practices I've tried to do with my clients um, after someone's led a meeting is take the last 30 seconds or a minute, mm-hmm. just, you know, ask the question, hey, what's one thing I did right today? And if there's one thing I could have done differently That's to help nice this meeting, job. what would you do? And yeah. it's, it's quick, and it, and it can be done really easily. So. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, we're coming up against uh, another break here. So what I want you to be thinking about is the, the way we like to close the show is sort of your best practices and tips around development mm-hmm. and feedback. And so we'll spend the last uh, segment of the show really with, Tiffany, your best practices and tips okay. and my best practices and tips. So when we come back in uh, two minutes, Tiffany, and I will give you our best practices and tips around feedback and development. We'll talk to you in two. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and really glad you could join us today. Uh, we're wrapping up our conversation with Tiffany Quivers. Tiffany has been with us uh, throughout the day. Um, if you need a facilitator, a thought leader, um, someone to come and train you, uh, in, especially in the D.C. area, but she travels all around the world, I highly recommend Tiffany. I promise you that it will be a great day, and you will have a blast doing it because she is so much fun. So, Thank Tiffany, you. as we were talking before the break, um, you know, we were really, we've covered a lot around development and feedback. You know, as you think about the leaders you work with and, and train and teach, what are some of your best practices, your sort of go-to moves for folks when they come to you and want to talk about either development or feedback? And you go wherever you want to go first. Mm-hmm. I think, um, so I've said this before, but I really, uh, this, I'll, I'll start with that question that Linda Hill poses, which is, am I a leader that inspires and influences others to produce great work? I have people write that down for themselves, right? Am I a leader that influences and inspires others to produce great work? And that influence and inspire is, again, that notion of trust. So the, uh, the root of influence is trust. So we start there. And then the second part, produce great work, is really about am I able to develop people and give feedback. So that's the first thing. I want leaders to be self-aware. I'm like, turn up your self-learning on 100, right? What are we doing that inspires and influences others? And then what do we 
need to do differently? And that's the first place. I always think the work starts with uh, the leader, right? It starts with the man in the mirror, if you will. So starting there and then determining how we begin to create practices. And often I feel like it's a reset. Um, so if I'm leading a team, I'm going to do a reset around the culture that we need. And that culture has to include feedback and development. And I love, Jeff, you hit on that. I keep saying it because I, they get so much that relationships and possibilities. So I do have leaders, again, this self-awareness. Am I more results inclined or more relationships inclined? And being very uh, clear on how that might either be helping or hindering my progress. So I'll start there. I'll let you come in, and then I'll, I'll uh, tuck in a few more before we depart. Yeah. You know, the, there's so much that we can do right in this mm-hmm. area. <clears throat> I, from me, <clears throat> excuse me, Tiffany, the, the most important thing is a word you used earlier, and it's be intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really care <laughs> what yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, often um, what I find uh, and recommend is start with uh, um, a really talented resource, because you're going to stumble over your words a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're going to struggle a little bit with um, how you do things. Um, and so, you know, yeah. just practice. Practice with someone that's great. And by the way, those are the people that headhunters are recruiting. And so if you just mm-hmm. spend the time practicing uh, feedback, asking them about their development, and you stumble, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you spent the time with them will be a motivator. So my encouragement for people is, Practice giving feedback and practice developmental conversations with your superstars first because they'll grant you a little bit more grace. Now when you get to the person in the middle or someone that's not Mm -hmm. meeting expectations, those are a little bit more emotionally charged. And so start with your uh, uh, top-notch people is the first place I go. I like that, Jeff. And the other part I thought about with that, um, that notion of being intentional, you can even do, I've seen um, or created even for some organizations, just a worksheet that says, this is where I want to be, this is who I am. So again, start at that point of uh, building the relationship with that top person. And if it's awkward, if I can have them like, hey, fill this sheet out, I really want to have a conversation. I care about you. I care about your development. Let's talk next week. That also helps you prepare. This is a new sort of um, muscle that you're building, if you will. So let them do the sheet, you do the sheet, and then enter in that conversation. But make sure that you're doing much more listening um, than you are are talking in that conversation. I think the second part I'll say about intentional, I said this before, but again, 40% of what we do is in habit. That habit also exists within organizations. So really identifying ways, whether you're having weekly one-on-ones or 10-10s, where you are asking for, you know, how am I helping or hindering? Again, I care about your work. I care about our mission um, and service to that. How can I better serve you as your leader? And use that to get feedback. And again, if you feel like your people are hesitant because the relationship is not yet there, maybe you do some um, type of confidential way that they can give you the feedback and then you begin to explore it and unpack it. You know, one, uh, you may remember this too, but like uh, I would sometimes take people to uh, Dairy Queen or mm-hmm. you know, just someplace different. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage a lot of my folks, yeah. um, go for a walk. Yeah. You know, there's an intensity sitting behind a desk. Um, yeah. You know, even if, you know, uh, get behind a desk and try to sit side by side. But I really encourage the walk. And don't take notes. Don't bring mm-hmm. it with you. That's now, right. Again, That's right. You, you didn't hear me say not plan. You know, mm-hmm. So be ready for the conversation. Have what I you know. have in your mind. And trust that as you walk, the right words come. I, yeah. I see people almost over-prepare. That's but the right. reason for like a walk is it's not quite so intense and mm-hmm. able to, you know, you can have a good conversation. So, you know, one of the things is just get out of the office and, and have I a conversation. Like Maybe walking, maybe it's a, you know, a Dairy Queen or someplace mm-hmm. different just to shake it up a bit. That's really nice. Do you know what else I'm just remembering now when you would leave us those calls, Jeff? And again, this is that collective leadership. You would leave a team call to say what we've done really well that prior week. Do you remember that? 
Yeah. It would be, <laughs> I, I, forgot I don't know how we would do that today, but you would leave this recording like, hey, team, fantastic. Tiffany knocked it out the park with this. John did this. You know, um, Sandy did this. But you would leave like this, and that would be the end of our week. So you would sort of have this really nice way that you incorporated feedback um, at a team level and not just an individual. So that just popped in my head. If there's some way that people can do a collective, really shout out and uh, bravo to your team. So not just focusing on the developmental, but you rocked on this particular thing. Well, Tiffany, the uh, modern way of doing it, since we don't have those uh, voicemail systems, landlines, and things like right. that so much, uh, I, I, on my good weeks, I can't swear to do it every week, but my good weeks, I send an email at the end of the week. That's it. And yep. Same sort of thing. Like I get to see everyone's what they do really well. Mm-hmm. Not everyone else gets to see it, because they're kind of off doing their own work, That's but right. I'm the one that gets to have the one-on-ones that see it. And so okay. it's a two-part process. One is pure recognition. The second part of it, and I think this is important in the developmental learning, mm-hmm. is when I talk about Jennifer winning a proposal, that mm-hmm. might make Lee reach out and say, well, Jennifer, That's what right. did you do? That's it. So it's also yes. a form of development across right. the organization as well as recognition. And quite honestly, you know, it is also a communication tool so that people know what the heck's happening in our, mm-hmm. in our company. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And again, that pushes that to that collective leadership. So to your point, if I cannot win on proposals and you've given me feedback to up my game on that, then it should get to the point where I'm like, Jennifer, can I go with you, right? That you, we, can I go with you? We do it together. Then I do it and you give me feedback, Jennifer, not Jeff, right? Because this is the team. And then I do it on my own. That's when we move to a place of accelerating these very results that sometimes get in our way. Yeah. All right, Tiffany, we've got uh, one more, about three minutes left. Any mm-hmm. other last tips that you want to share with us? I think the only other one that I'm playing around with um, at this midlife point in my own life is being values-driven. So when I don't want <laughs> to have the tough conversation, I know that my values are authenticity, integrity, respect, and compassion. So I'm like, you know, in service to my values, I'm going to have this really tough conversation, and it's going to be awkward, and that's okay. We grow in the awkwardness, right? But in service... Um, and using that to push me through because that's when I think we get to leading in much more authentic and consistent ways. So we're not moved by the circumstances, but we're really grounded in who we are and uh, let them guide us. Yeah. So it's know thyself first, right? Yeah, and, that's it. That's and, then, it. and then live by your value system. You know, we've talked about raising children and all that. Mm-hmm. You, know, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, don't jump off a bridge and all that kind of stuff. But really what I try to work with on our kids is just what you talked about, like, be the best, Olivia. Be the best, Caroline. Right. Or Nobody Philip can beat you at that. Yeah. Keep going. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and so I think that's a really important place to start from. And when, you, when you're centered in your own thing, mm. it's really great. My last thought on that uh, for our wrap-up show here is I remember Sharon Adams from uh, the Ripple Train that you and I probably went through way back in the day. Right. I was, I think, in operations at the time. And mm-hmm. I wasn't giving authentic feedback to somebody. And I was I know, 24 years old, and, um, you know, she said to me, like, you're trying to be a friend, aren't you? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my like, what kind of friend would not give them honest feedback? So instead, two or three years from now, you're going to call them in and fire them, and they never had a chance to get wow. better. What kind of friend are you? Wow. And I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> that stuck. <laughs> uh-huh. And no. you said that to me, Jeff. You gave me that same feedback about someone else. You're like, you're allowing her to remain this way because you've decided not to give this feedback. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it, well, was a ripple. it was a ripple, by the way, because you shared that with me as well. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap up the show here. So uh, a joy and an honor, and uh, yes, we will reconnect over the next month. So during the week, if you're trying to reach out to us, it's uh, jeff at voltageleadership.com or it's voltageleadership.com. You can get us either way. 
Um, if you want to give us a phone call, it's 540-798-1963. Additionally, you know, if you've got thoughts or comments throughout the week, please feel free to drop us a note. Uh, it does help us shape who we're inviting onto the show. Uh, next week, we'll have Jennifer Owen O'Quill on the show. We will be covering a wide range of topics. Uh, two weeks from now, we're going to have Alan Schlechter on. He wrote the book, You Thrive, How to Succeed in College and Life, and teaches the most popular class at NYU called The Science of Happiness. So we'll have Alan on. So uh, in the meantime, don't forget to check out our book, From AHA to All In. So that's still uh, on Amazon. In the meantime, make it a great week. Thanks for joining Tiffany and I this week, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, create a great week. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.